0: Welcome to another episode of The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome
1: everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she's going to be sharing about the Maverick Method to design a life and business that lights you up up the receiving way. And I just absolutely love that. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She's a performance mentor and creative strategist and helps her clients ditch their groundhog day living. Love that movie. Totally get that. Mm -hmm. And find their unique path and voice to live a maverick Unleash Life in all areas of business and life. And she works with high-achieving entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck and unfulfilled in their work and projects to really find a unique blend of inner motivation, creative strategy, and POP, love that, POP to scale and love their work instead of a, oh my God, I created a monster that owns me kind of deal. She hosts her pod, own podcast, Mavericks in Motion and the Shamble Show. And her unique zone of in, uh, genius is actually helping people find their creative spark and their passion and their individuality to fuel their success and fulfillment in their life and business. And I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Sherry Tegman. Sherry, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extremely excited to be with you. Absolutely. I know this is just going to be a firecracker kind of a experience here because when we get together, things just start popping off and, and yes. firecracks are flowing. So, so Sherry, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, you know, I always ask my guests, you know, what hit, um, does that mean to you? What does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? Maybe let's just kick off there.
2: Sure. So the first time you said it to me, I remember yelling, ooh, I love that. I love that that because to me, it means something real. I think that, and I don't think it's I think it's by default, but when mm-hmm. many people talk about the spiritual side of growing a business, people can mistakenly think it's this passive receiving where we just sit and ohm and put our mm-hmm. crystals out and hope for the best and <laughs> you know, the universe is delivering because we don't know what else to do. But the persistence is to me where the real journey of being a spiritual warrior comes in place. Mm-hmm. And it's by the grit of your belief and the ability to look for things even when you don't see them physically yet. Um, I am by nature very scrappy and feisty and I'm also very spiritual so for me, it really encapsulates everything. Is It's the dance, because I don't believe in balance, the dance of being very grounded of taking personal responsibility of what I'm here to do in the world and what it's going to take to birth that, who I need to become, as well as surrendering when I can and need to, to know which parts are not mine to hold. And it's that persistence, that staying in the room when you don't want to, that holding yourself by your face mask saying, I know there's (laughs) other guidance, but I've got to show up for my part. And it's really easy to either default to be saved or to take too much control and think that we are adorably in charge when we all know we're not.
1: Wow. I love that. I just got to let that sink in for everybody because there was a lot there. So this, it was very, uh, very powerful. Now, Just if you could share one challenge that stands out that you faced that really helps you to activate more of that in you, for you to be more activated as a spiritually persistent entrepreneur. You know, one thing, I know sometimes people may not want to say challenge, so whatever it is, you know, just one um, experience or something you feel guided to share with folks that you feel really has uh, activated that in you oh, there's so many to choose from. I know. (laughs) Um, I will
2: happily say I call them challenges because I'm not a competitive person by nature. Um, The only person I compete with is the next best version of myself. And if I get too passive in that of like, things are great and if I look back to where I was 10 years ago, I would have dreamed to have been here. You know, it's very easy to take your foot off the gas and go into autopilot. And I'm very diligent to not do that. So the challenges keep me very present to remember I still have a very long way to go. I might say past and present challenge that comes up the most with various masks is letting go of who I used to believe I was in order to become who I am meant to be and to not get results or not to even work from flow from another version of myself. So what I mean by that is I'm a single mom of two boys. I went through a rough divorce. I've been through a lot of transformation over the past 10 years. And I can, when I'm not paying attention, default to proving it to myself. Sherry, look what you've created. It can get egoic. It can get scared. Um, I can go into very push mode again. Rather than working from where I am now to where I want to go, sometimes I can get so caught into how far I've come, how far I've come, how far I've come. Look what I've done. Look what you're capable of, which works sometimes, but it's not energetically relaxing to do all the time. You're in yeah. improving mode, even with no one else watching. It's sure. this really exhausting achievement thing that isn't real alignment and I have to be very mindful of that because other people can say it's me a lot like how did you build this how did this happen and I don't want to always be relating to I'm the single mom who did this a bunch of years that's not who I am anymore mm-hmm. and it's sure it's a very nice story but I want to be me now to where I'm going rather than have to journey all the way back to then come all the way back to where I want to go.
1: Interesting so just uh- what do you think the theme or divine curriculum in that challenge was is that, you know, really sort of um, is something that you think that our listeners, you know, could could really activate for themselves. It's kinda like let's sort of sh- help shorten the learning curve for them. You know, so what 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 is that divine curriculum? I love that question and I love the way you say
2: divine curriculum. I really think I know for myself and I know for a lot of my clients when I speak to them about this, is that we don't need to make it a heavy lifting thing in order to get the reward or trophy we think we're going to get at the end of the spiritual journey which haha ha, there's no end to it secret, mm-hmm. <laughs> secret <laughs> pathway. It keeps going. <laughs> um, but to acknowledge that the small moves there is as massive as the big moves. So much happens under the water where our legs are paddling, even when there's smooth sailing on top. So whether you want to say underneath or above, up in another realm energetically, um, it's not up to us to decide where our life lessons are, where the pivotal points are. Sometimes they're in such small moves that it's not the big dramatic things that we're expecting it to be. And if we keep deciding what's going to be the big move, we miss out on so much of the magic. Mm. I worked with an energy healer years ago when my son was very little. He had a blocked tear duct and it was like my entry into energy work. He's now going to be 18. He was about six months old and they wanted to do surgery on his eye and that was not really my thing. And so I was exploring other sorts of avenues before I let anyone near my baby's eye and um, and she did energy work. And of course, the eye cleared the day before we were scheduled to go for surgery. And I called her so grateful and I put her on such a pedestal. I'll never forget this. It's 17 and a half years ago. She said to me on the telephone, casually and softly, it could have been the Rice Krispies this morning. Don't assign that to me. And it stuck with me through so much transformation of my own mm. It could have been the Rice Krispies. We don't get to decide what that tipping point is. Mm -hmm. When things happens, when we surrender, when we let go, even when we think it's us doing it or we're waiting to be saved, the nuances are not up for us to decide.
1: Wow. That's very powerful. Um, and, 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 you know, one of the things that I really get with that, too, is that there's one thing that was really coming to me. And, and that is the the idea that, um, you know, we this journey's already over, basically, yeah. you know, I mean, it's already done. You know, we're here playing some things out. It's kind of like a, a movie, mm-hmm. you know. You can go and watch the movie, you can get really emotionally involved in the movie, but the ending is already done. It's already completed. And when you get to the ending and you look at all the other things that kind of came to be, now it all makes sense once you get to the end of it. But it's already done. So there's this the, the surrender part that I'm hearing from you is just this idea that you know the the it's it's a, your 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 journey here has already been completed at some level and so part of it is is letting go of the surrender because you don't know what particular thing what particular divine curriculum is going to activate something in you that it will then support you in ways that you would never he even imagine and the interesting thing to me is is that very often we don't ever know it in this lifetime. You know, so that situation, now you could have just told that to me and that might impact someone else whose child needs to have surgery on their eye, okay. you know, for a blocked tear duct. And all these years later, it, it was like that was designed to support you to activate that belief and faith for you. And then it's going to speak to someone else. And the, and the thing I find is that these divine curriculums, oftentimes there's themes, you know, we know our theme, it's relationship or it's money or it's health. Like we all sort of have our little theme, you know, the theme that keeps coming up but, you know, the next layer, the next layer, the next layer, you know, and, but there are things that happen that we don't even know we're divine curriculum. And I think, you know, we'll know when we cross over, right? I always say I've got a little book and when I cross over, I'm going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got some, I have some things I would like to have some answers to. Okay. I did mm-hmm. not get these on earth. So I would like to have the answers now. So every time something happens to me or out in the world, you know, or something where I say, I just, I just do not understand that. I mean, what is going on? I'll write it in my little, you know, my, my little notebook to be, <laughs> to be taken with me to the other side energetically, like I'm bringing it with me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, does anything come, come up for you when I shared that? Cause I just kind of felt, yes. felt guided to share so that. Much, so I'm much. Sure to hear something on that. Um. Yes.
2: And I'll, and there's a subtlety there that you just nailed. We are meaning-making machines as humans in our thickest form here down on earth, whatever else, you know, the range of woo, I'm sure ranges in the listeners. So ever you take that, take it as you need to. But we are meaning-making machines. Something happens and we like to gather it up and put it into a reference in the spectrum of right, wrong, good, bad, forward, backwards. I know what it is, I don't know what it is. And when a lot of us open up to this spiritual side of things, Many of us can spiritual bypass by trying to make meaning a little too early sometimes or fit it into there's a reason why this happened. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is for us to just slow down and not make it something more. So, Or speed up. So I love how you said that because sometimes the Rice Krispies are just the Rice Krispies. And sometimes the reading that you have is off for a reason. Sometimes you hire the wrong person because the lesson is in the wrong person. Sometimes you marry the wrong person because that's what squeezes you enough to transform you. I know that was for me. So while it's beautiful to want to make meaning and figure it all out, so much of the surrender comes in. Okay, I'm trying to find meaning and be open with yourself. Because it makes me feel more comfortable, not because I'm going to solve a puzzle. Oh,
1: that is good. That is good. I got goosebumps on that one. Mm. So, okay. So let's talk about this maverick, your maverick talk and talk more about what does that mean? and, And what is a maverick from your view? Yes. So a maverick by definition is someone who
2: is out of the box, unorthodox, maybe a little bit quirky, lives life on their own terms. Now the way this came about, I'm very big on archetype. In a low period in my life, I needed something other than my scared small self to get me through difficult challenges. I started researching Carl Jung's archetypes and I found mm-hmm. for me at the time wild woman worked and it, this was during court things and scary conversations, and I engaged myself like this woman who ran with wolves, with skirts and war paint and jingling jewelry. Like who is gonna mess with her? Come on! <laughs> and so it really worked for me because I got to lift up out of myself and into another part of me. It wasn't pretending to be anyone else, but another part of me that I could access that could handle what regular me may not have been able to at that point. Mm. So I knew that this worked, and then I started along my personal development journey, and I became a coach and became a yoga teacher and really delved into this and I started working with clients and I saw that I'm very intuitive so I would get on with someone and I can immediately see the potential I see the whole storyline and the timeline back forward what's going on and I have to hold myself back because in excitement when you're intuitive you just want to give everybody all of their Christmas gifts at once and I learned very quickly they're not ready to hear the greatest version of themselves quite yet just because I see it so I saw that there were a lot of people out there who were either marching in line using other people's templates for life and business, for their bodies, for their yoga practices, for their finances, or you have the rebel crowd who's constantly defying the system and, you know, raising hell against the machine. And all they're really doing is marching in line in another line. Mm -hmm. So I realized there was a missing element here and it came to me in meditation. It was the maverick. It was, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be rebelling in order to forge your own way. There are times a maverick walks by themselves and there are times a maverick is surrounded by other mavericks. But there's a softer, more grounded belief system that you can be bold. And that doesn't mean loud and crazy, whatever your version of a maverick is, is that inner knowing and like excited, bubbly curiosity to say, oh, my God, I can actually make anything I want of this life in my relationships, in my business. So I teach people how to do that, not in relation to what everyone else is doing but just on their own track in relation to where they've been to where they wanna go because it turns back on their internal driving system. And that's the only thing any of us need.
1: Mm, I love that. You know, it's like we all have this inner maverick, you know, and really anybody who's listening to this podcast about being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur, I think anybody who steps out onto the entrepreneurial platform, you know, there is a part of them that says, hey, there's got to be a better way. You know, um, one something happened and hey, there's got to be a better way. And, and then something is downloaded to them. Yeah, this is part of it. You're, you know, you're one of the pieces of the tapestry of transformation. That's why so often people say, oh, but Sharon, there's so many coaches, there's so many energy workers, there's so many yoga people, there's so many, I said, but you know, they're all part of the tapestry of transformation and you have clients that are energy marked for you. You have people that are really energy marked for you, but this is all about your journey just as much as it's about you supporting them in their journey. So, you know, I really love that idea of the maverick and I really think that anybody that steps on this path, there is an inner maverick in them or they would. Be doing this a thousand percent. Whether you think of yourself as that, we're already all unhinged a little. (laughs) You (laughs)
2: have (laughs) to be (laughs) so beautifully with the spiritually persistent because as you just so magnificently explained, you know, to quote the song, you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold." them. <laughs> so trying to control the success of our clients because then it makes us feel really good about what we do every day or, you know, what we're not doing for ourselves. And I can speak for myself as well. There have been many phases in my business where it eked out to the side of my own fulfillment where My clients were getting the results and I was no longer doing my own work on myself because I was riding the high of everyone else doing well. I became master cheerleader. I'm like, wait a second. So there is this dance where we have to stay very present to ourselves and what our mission is. And then translate that to the clients who are brought to us for reasons. I've learned some of my best lessons on my worst clients because (laughs) I watched where I had no boundaries. I watched where I wanted things too much, where I may have been pushing and I wasn't listening as well. And I mean, it's the greatest lesson. We can't learn most of this stuff without the interaction with other people because we don't have that mirror. We can be very tricky in fooling ourselves in our own silo that I'm good. I'm fine. Just no one look at me and no one talk to me and I'll be great. It doesn't work like that.
1: Exactly. Oh my gosh. So how do um, life and business tie together energetically and practically? Kind of give us a sense of that. And, and what does edge show us to grow? So I'm just going to throw those at you because I know these are some of your concepts I wanted to dig yeah. into deeper. Great. So for me, life and business are the same thing. They're two sides
2: of the same Absolutely. coin. And I think that we are the flip of the coin. So they're not, I used to believe that they were two parallel roads. I don't hmm. know. I think that they are the same thing at the same time because whatever's reflecting your business will be reflected in your life and vice versa. So we actually can't do anything but work on them at the same time. I don't believe in compartmentalization as much as it would all be really nice if we could pause the stuff in our life that's not working and pour it all into our business. Like many of us have clients like that, where, you know, they're really doing well. I have a lot of male clients like that who put it all into their business because they don't want to look at their failing marriage or that they don't have a relationship with their children or that they're at risk for a heart attack at 48 because they've been working so hard and not eating. Vice versa, many of us can hide in our spiritual journeys and be drinking green juice and doing yoga all day long and ignoring everything else that needs to get done because we're too scared to touch anything because if it doesn't work we're not sure who we need to be so I like to call it a scaffold effect so if you picture a scaffold one side comes up and the other side comes up it doesn't always raise at one time so I don't think things are always equal. I don't believe in the spinning of the plates because then you're only worrying which plate's going to fall. But there is this aspect that as long as one side can see the other, from my personal development and self-perch, I am still looking at my business in relation to me. And when I'm in my business mode, I can see the person that I need to be for my own personal life. It's the best way to guarantee success because otherwise one will topple over the other. If my business is really successful and I am not activating the self care that I need or being the person for the bigger vision of that level of success. That business will either fail or I will self sabotage so fast, so I don't get what I've worked for because I won't be able to handle it. And if my self is so high and mighty and I'm not making any room for a business to grow and make mistakes and me be humble, I may not be sure all the time. Then my baby business won't ever grow because I'm too full of myself in my Excellent personal development practices. Mm,
1: yeah. So, what about the edge? How's the, is that? Is that the? Is that what you're talking about? That's the so edge. So, for me, the edge comes into place in a
2: few ways. So, there are a few definitions for edge to me. Um, I like to be edgy rather than rebellious, which goes with the maverick. But the edge, number one edge. Um, is the edge of where you push yourself to. So like I said earlier, we can all get very complacent as soon as we get good results, high five ourselves and then sit back down on the couch and not do anything. So being mindful of keeping yourself on the edge of what you are ready for next. While being grateful and present and excited about where you are, what comes next? Who else do I get to be next? What is my next lesson? To use your words, where are we taking this? What does it mean for me? while still being in it so there's the number one edge number two edge to me is the line between you and your clients to be very honest with yourself where your work is to make sure you're at interface and you're not crossing over to codependency taking personal responsibility while handing your clients their own personal responsibility so that edge is a place where if you meet your clients there the success possibility is unbelievable because you've got two whole people Rising. Um, And that's in relationships as well. And then the third part of edge is to watch the edge of where you've been to where you are, not to get too overly full of yourself to stay humble to where you are, to stay humble to the journey, to remember that you once didn't know what you know now. So to be compassionate to other people, to not run around like this missionary telling everyone what you just figured out because Susan had one good meditation and suddenly she's a guru. I mean, we see it so much in very excited spiritual growth, which is beautiful, but it's messy and it's unfair to other people who are not on that same trajectory as you yet or ever. So those are the three parts of the prism of the edge I like to be mindful of because because I think it really makes someone as sharp as possible to get the downloads, to be successful, to own the lessons, to allow the gifts to come in and actually be worthy of them, really. Oh my
1: gosh, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I could talk to you all day and probably have like a six hour <laughs> podcast. So we're definitely going to have to have you come back. But I, I want to just take a moment. I know you've, uh, you've, uh, Uh, are going to bring a wonderful gift here for folks. So I want to take a moment and have you share something that you brought for for people to really dig into this whole concept a little bit more and really to take this on, because the things that you're talking about are things that come with years of experience. And I I really do want to be able to help people to shorten the learning curve, no matter where they are in their journey, whether they've been doing this a long time or whether they're just starting out, you know, the things that you are talking about really are, um, come from a real depth, a real depth of experience, and really looking at at all of this from a from a place of an observer, which I can really feel that you've that you're doing and that you've done, because we've got to be able to uh, flow with the journey. and the, it, it, as I said, you know, creating a business is not all sunshine and lollipop. And that's what we're here to support people to understand that it's okay. And that that's part of the journey too. And so why don't you share what you've brought for people that they can, they can have as your free gift. Today. Sure. So I have a, my
2: signature process that I work with people on and many people don't like it at the beginning, because as you so beautifully said, everyone wants to excitedly forge forward. We have to go backwards and we need to make space. If there's no room in your hands, for the new lessons, for the new growth, for the success, you won't put what you have down, what you have in your hands down in order to pick it up. So I have a process, which is a seven-day process called Unpack. And it's literally just that. Unpacking what was both good and bad, if you feel the need to label it, sorting what's going through. It's almost like coming home from vacation that you went away with five girlfriends and you open up your suitcase and you're like, whose sock is this? Unpacking (laughs) and making room for everyone else's opinions that you don't need anymore, past lessons of people who've decided things for you that don't apply anymore, things that you've beaten yourself up over that will not help you move forward. So over this seven day process, we take a look at what worked, what didn't, what's next for you. We create your inner superhero. It is the foundational work I do with everyone, whether I'm working in life or business, no matter how many zeros go behind their in front or behind the number that they're trying to reach it is for me the setting of a new picnic blanket down on the table to build truly what you want to be because we can't plant in in non-fertile soil we have to be humble enough and willing enough to take a look and clear some space instead of hoping and panicking that we can just pretty up what's there so we can just get the results already it doesn't work like that and even if it works for a little while it's not sustainable so this is usually a 47 product of mine and because i adore sharon And I just love them, excited to be part of this community. Um, I'm giving it to you guys for free. So you'll be able to just go straight to the page, sign up and it'll be delivered and drip fed over seven days. I don't want you skipping to day six because you didn't like day one or day two. Um, Each day has a video and a worksheet and a bespoke meditation. I hold you on body, mind and spirit here to safely do this process, which will make room. And I have clients who literally do this once a quarter. And to be honest with you, I do it once a quarter. It's oh, a process.
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. Good. I'm going to go and do it. I mean, yeah, oh, of course, you have to do this. So give us yeah. a link that folks, now this will be on the episode page. You'll Also, everybody uh, will be in the um, success directory as well. But just for folks listening in, I know that you you have a link uh, that you can yeah. give to folks. Why don't you just share that link? So it's bit.ly backslash unpack course in one word. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. So I'd like to just take a moment. We've created such a powerful energy here. And I just really want to focus on the intention of this positive energy we've activated here that all of you, you know, we're all together, whether you're listening to this anytime, you know, there is no time. And to just bring that all together and to hold the intention to send that positive energy, those high vibrations to everyone, everywhere on the planet to remember we're one and to support us all to live lives of love, joy, health, peace, prosperity and the Maverick way and just to take a moment and feel that energy and hold that intention with us and send it out and just see the planet being activated. Every person on this planet getting this downloaded to them now to support them so they can live lives of love, joy, health, peace, and prosperity in all ways. And we can live in a planet with people fully awake and fully conscious that that really is our birthright and that we're activating that now. Oh, I can feel that. And then that just comes back to us and washes over us whatever we give out comes back. So it comes back to us and washes over us and brings it all back to us. And so we're so appreciative and so grateful for that and for this experience here and, and just being here with you uh, today, Sherry. And so um, is there anything you want to share with folks as we close? Anything that you kind of wish you knew then that you knew now, you know now that maybe you might want to share with people? And that would be another whole two. Hours oh, sure. Day. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will throw something out that
2: I would venture to guess most people wouldn't think is a key tool on this journey, bringing your sense of humor back into the room. Mm-hmm. It's something that I use tremendously in my own life and growth and with my clients. Um, humor loosens the glue we have to stop taking ourselves so seriously we have to stop believing every belief our brain tells us every fear is not real and that's not to dishonor where we are but if you can add some humor and some gentleness in it makes things easier to move in and out of. It, it lets those labels be more transient, that I don't have to be this in order to be that. If we take it too seriously, then when we are ready for change, a lot of times we can be almost ashamed and embarrassed that we're the ones who held ourselves back. So we hold on to the stuff even longer because we can't believe that because of ourselves, I just lost 30 years. Oh God, that's not good. Now I really can't let it go because that's mortifying. So if you can add some humor in, get an account, Ability, buddy if you're not ready to you know work deeply with someone find a community like this where they're like-minded people who are more gentle on themselves and can be, open and vulnerable and just laugh more laugh at how scary it is sometimes laugh at how much you believe things that you logically know are not true it softens the edge again edge of what it feels like to get cut on things that hurt
1: oh that is beautiful and you know laughter is such a high vibration so if we can just start to look at you know what's what's kind of the very worst case scenario i mean what is a very worst case scenario here for all of us on this planet we think is leaving the planet okay them well, then what? Yeah. You know, okay. It's like, all right, now what? I, I mean, so really uh, the ultimate thing, I love that. And that is one of the key things that that I suggest too for people is that, you know, you just really got to look at just taking baby steps, you know, when you're depressed or when you're feeling afraid and, you know, and I can't imagine being a single mom with two two kids and doing this work. I mean, I have been blessed to be married for over 20 years and, you know, that that is a special special group. I've worked with lots of single moms and and fathers too, but that is a special group. I mean, you get a special badge Mm -hmm. for that because that is really where, where, you know, just all your stuff will come up. So I just really want to thank you for your light and thank you for all of your energy here today. And we're just going to love to have you back too. So I want to encourage everybody go and get Sherry's wonderful seven day program. I'm definitely going to be participating in that. I think that would be a great thing to do every quarter. And Sherry, just give us that link one more time. Sure, it's bit.ly backslash unpack course, all one word. Fantastic. So, Sherry, thank you so much, and thank you for your light on this earth. And we're so appreciative to have you here. And we just really are grateful for all that you are doing and for all those that you're called to serve. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see everybody again next time.
0: Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com slash masterclass.